vent fan booster for because I have like one vent in here. Um, and it's like one that you just put on top of the vent. You don't put it in the vent because mm-hmm. like those are more expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's making it chilly in, in my room, which is exactly what I want. Nice. Because okay, I well, that's good. like being in a sweatshirt. Yes, I just don't like fair. being warm in in a sweatshirt. So like, yeah, if I'm out of this room, sweatshirt's off. Okay. That's uh, actually very ideal. That sounds ideal, actually, now that I think about it. It's kind of worked out. It's because you get the comfiness of a sweatshirt with the temperature of not <laughs> when it's very cold in a room. <laughs> also, that was like literally when I was a child growing up, it was always put on another layer, take a layer off. It wasn't ever changed the heat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is the correct way of doing it, I think. I don't know. Could, I mean, I don't know. You could always throw on a layer. You could, there are only so many layers you can take off. We've we've for sure had this conversation. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Times. You can only go down to your skin, and no yes, one wants exactly. that. Exactly. No, no. No one wants that. I mean, I barely want that for myself. Um <laughs> Oh yeah. I yeah. It's the We're worst back. the last person I want to see in just their skin is myself. <laughs> As the, all the way down the list. Hey, we self-love over here, baby. We're doing great on that front. Uh, welcome back to the DMGT podcast. I am your host, Danny. And I'm your host, Spencer. And we've been gone a while, but... A little bit. Just like Eminem, guess who's back, back again. I was going to do the chance to... And we back, and we back... Okay. Yeah. That was terrible. Woof. Yeah. Yikes. That wasn't that was actually pretty good. That was like that was like uh that was chance in uh acid rap sounding because he doesn't do that much anymore because his joy is gone. We've we know we know this. (laughs) (laughs) A lot's changed in the last well we've been off for like a month basically. Uh your boy's full time in now. Back to the nine to five grind, baby. Did he he got employed and this one we're all thinking it's gonna stick for as long as it can. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, having money is nice. Apparently, uh, yeah. had our had our biggest month on uh, TikTok last month, which also is kind of nice. Boom, boom, boom. Um, we're we're rolling. We're hey, your boy Spenny and I are gonna go full time with this at one point, and that future is approaching. For the real. future is bright for us um so you know think about it everybody you'll get, you could be in on the ground floor yeah you'll get better more cool content um playstation send us free shit literally like give us give us xbox give us, i'll take your free shit too man on, i'll take any on. of it come on who at spotify also, Spotify, why aren't we on all their pro? Do you know there's a beta program right now for an AI DJ? There and is. I'm like, how, how was my account not flagged for this? Oh, you haven't Ludicrous. been using it. Okay. Wow. My little I've, brother. I've been has, using it. I've been using it for like a couple of months. I don't even know if I have it. Oh, my God. Um, but anywho, send us your stuff. Send us stuff. We will review it, except for that, for that pillow of person that kept emailing me and yeah, I just send didn't me. I'm sorry. Send me the pillow stuff, uh, please. Send me the pillow. Yeah, stuff. Spencer's our business uh, program manager. I just make the that, content, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> the face and the person behind the face. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about today, Spencer? It's going to be gaming heavy, I think. But you, you tell it, me. It, it's going to be very gaming heavy because you know we took a month off and um, every game <laughs> happened. 
that we had so been talking games. about so for like happened. the preceding like six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe the time we got it, yeah. it. It's a game heavy one. Um, and I would say by game heavy, I would say nearly 100% game. So we're going to talk about Armor Core 6. Yes. I've been playing that. We're going to talk Boulder Gates 3 because you've been playing that. Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, for a weekend. Uh, yes. A little bit. Uh, and then just impressions of the reviews and the conversation around Starfield yes. because we both haven't played it. And then uh, the SAG after strikes are bleeding into the video game industry. So that'll be this one's an still video one. game related, yep. but also a little bit more on the labor side. A little bit more. Yeah. 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 So, Danny, you want me to start talking about Armored Core? Let's rip, dude. <laughs> Armored Core 6, baby. Because I also picked it up, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Because did you beat okay. it? No, my brother was telling me that he beat Haven't it. Haven't beat it yet. Uh, been chipping away. I think I'm in like the end, middle end of chapter four, and there's five chapters. Okay. So I'm getting close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. It's so cool to be a big old robot. It is cool to be a big like, robot. That's, that's the thing that I just keep coming back around on. I think um, I really, this is this has been the most fun and engaged I've been with the game all year, I would say. Wow. So, so that's, that's why it's like, it's definitely in the top grouping for me. That's of fair. stuff I've played this year. Totally fair, yeah. Um, Because like for me and, and the, you know, like my... I never played an Armored Core game. I'm never going to play another one because I hear they're all like really good, but even more obtuse. Yeah, you're going backwards at that point. Yeah. 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 And like, I'm good with the obtuseness that this one is. I don't need more. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely don't need more. And it's, yeah. So the thing that it's really, I keep coming back to is failing at it is giving me the same feeling as failing at Elder Scroll, Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. That um, makes sense, yeah. And kind of the process of getting better is it is scratching that same Elden Ring itch. And then it's just so cool to see it all work out when you, you know, like, because we were, we were talking right. off mic, and you had talked about, like, the mission structure wasn't that interesting to you. Um, where it's like, go do this, come back, go do this, come back. And I get that. And, but it's like, for me, I've actually really enjoyed that. The idea of like, cause you know, I've been playing a lot of procedurally generated games over the last couple of years of like, you know, Hades and risk of rain Two, returnal. Yeah. Yeah. So many games are relying on procedural generation to create expansiveness. Right. Or, Variety is what is said, but yeah, sure. Very rarely does that actually <laughs> happen. Um, but I, I've really kind of dug the throwback vibes of like you just go do a mission and then you walk away because it can really help you decide how long to play. That's true. Easier. That is fair. That is fair. Yes. Um, some of them are really short. Like some of them are like two minutes long. Yeah, some so of them like, are very short. Yeah. So that's cool. And then sometimes they're long and you kind of get like, you're like, oh, whoa, this one's going longer. Oh, man, this is like a three stager. Oh, crap. I'm definitely not going to make it in one death. Yeah. Hopefully yep. I get to a checkpoint. Like it felt. It felt old school in like a way that that's it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I. Think the story is really interesting. Um, I actually really like the way the story is delivered, um, which is something that a lot of reviews pointed out as like a negative. I love a good mission briefing. It's like one of my favorite 
conceits of anything. <laughs> like, you know, like all my favorite action movies are all movies that really are just good at telling you the plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all the Mission Impossibles are like they are. We're going to do the, this. The high watermark of like. Yeah. And then it's happening. And then you see, right, all, you know, right. it's like, I love that conceit. So I do love a briefing. So those don't bother me. And I think it's also just like an interesting, complicated thing of like indentured servitude. What makes you a human? Uh, what does grinding, literally grinding <laughs> yourself to the bone uh, at the yeah, behest of yeah. unknown corporations? Or right. Like a fa- just like faceless corpse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like freedom fighters and all of this stuff. And the people you meet that double cross you, like the level of jadedness that like every single person is like basically like no one is ever really that excited either to do something cool or to die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and like just like the nihilism of the thing. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's like for me, I've, I've just had a blast. I, I really yeah. suck at it. Uh, I feel like I'm not making my build have enough variety, but at the same point, when I try to do variety, I'm I'm bad. So I also really appreciate the times where it legitimately, like, you cannot beat it unless you try something different out. I do respect like, that. I do respect that a lot. Yeah. I think it's really a cool way to force people to get out of their comfort zone with a game with so many choices like this. And like, it really does completely change how you approach the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that part. Like when you're like, Oh, I need these legs for this boss because I have to hit the boss at this height to hit his, you know, um, his stance, right, stamina. Right. Um, and I really enjoyed figuring that out. And this is actually weirdly, I, look at guides a lot for video games i play especially games that are touted as being tough um because i usually find it more enjoyable to not hit my head as many times against something yeah but with this one i'm like that's i think because it feels so specifically designed to have all of that choice built in there's that and for you to have to figure it out it's an instant feedback loop it's yeah, it ba- just it's feels well. Not instant, instant, but it's pretty. It's pretty fast, and it's a pretty right. tight. It's in- it's intentionally tight on that. Yeah, loop. you can like very quickly change up things when you die, and just go. Oh wait, I wonder if that would work. And then like when it does work, that's a really fun little brain. Yeah, yeah, brain pop. So yeah, so I've really enjoyed it. Like, um, I think if you want to have like some really crunchy, huge mech combat where everything sounds and looks so good. It runs rock solid. Music's awesome. I love the story. Music's cool. Building a mech is cool as hell. Just gliding around in your normal boost, like kind of your sprint. It's very fun. It's like, it's very it's like fun. you're a figure skater. Like it really feels that precise. Um, and then it's the classic from soft of like, when I die, I usually agree with it. <laughs> Like, it's very few Usually, times where yeah. I feel cheated. Um, so, yeah. So, it's been... I, I I really... I'm excited to finish it up to see, like, what does the ending... Where is it going to all go? Because at this point, I have, like... There's, like, seven or eight people that have become characters that I'm like, not all y'all are going to be happy with how this ends. Right. I right. Was, uh, so, it's going to be interesting. 
I think I think one of the uh, the the biggest things that I've come away with it, and like one of my biggest praises for this game, is what you were just talking about, like redoing your builds and like approaching each boss and like level a little bit differently. This is how you build um, or encourage gameplay variety and gameplay diversity and like and like forcing the player yeah. to think about their build in a way that is satisfying via the gameplay directly instead of like hey uh you sh- you should just try this other thing maybe if you want but also mm-hmm. you don't have to it's it's almost like the antithesis of like uh tears of the kingdom experience um but in a very cool cool way like it's it's not that either is like better or worse because they're very yeah. different games. You can't compare them, but like they're very different games. Um, but whenever people are like, oh, the, the breakable weapons is like a way to like encourage you to use different builds and different weapons. Like, no, this is just, this is just a tedious. This is just like a busy work mechanic. Armored Core 6, the way that they've implemented it, even more so than the Elden Ring, I'd say, is like the actual way to implement gameplay variety and like having you switch up your armor sets weapon sets and all that their straight up is basically no collectibles like it's almost like an arcade rail on rail shooter would you say that the uh well i guess they're more unlocks like the armor pieces that you unlock and stuff that that's more just from doing that playing the game and like maybe i've just completely missed some nooks and crannies but like it never felt like the game has been overtly being like you should explore every nook and cranny here usually right. like when you find a little like piece of it's usually like you know an some data log, log or whatever yeah yeah um it's like pretty clearly oh it's right over there because like that's obviously where i need to go but there's this little area over here so yeah it, which is i i don't know maybe that's also why i'm liking it so much is because it is so streamlined because it so many ext- games it's an extremely linear now. game this is a yeah. straight well Yes, no, it's a linear game. It's a straight up linear game. There, yeah, there's yeah, just there's two pathways. There's the story, there is the arena, but they're both linear progression over mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. So, uh I think a lot of that they've handled really well. It's not it's it's still very obtuse. I will say like if you've never experienced a mech game before, you're you're pretty casually not playing games this intense with the, yeah. the complexity of systems. Um it is it is still very obtuse. But not so much where where it, you're not going to be turned off immediately, I don't think. Yeah, and like previous games were, by all accounts, nearly impenetrable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's why they never found a huge audience. They found a dedicated core small audience. But I think this one, I think it does a great job of like still making it feel unknown in ways. Uh but not in the sense of like, we're not going to help you at all enjoy this, which sometimes FromSoft can revel in a little. Too yes. Much. Yes. A little bit. It's, it's, it's their, uh, their blessing and their curse. Um, when, when they approach it that way, but the gameplay design, I think is, is pretty tight. I thought the, the combat for the most part was pretty good. Um, movement is where I felt a little weird. Like I still haven't gotten used to it. And, Granted, I'm only like, I only put in like six, seven hours into this game. Um, I just haven't gone back to it because I'm playing balls gate now. But I think, I think the thing is like with like not the things that currently you're like, eh, the movement I'm still getting. It's like, well, it's because you haven't figured out how all of it works yet. 
to the point of where you can like build something so the movement functions the way that your brain is thinking about it. Well, as opposed to like the limits of the thing. No, it's been really fun to yeah, figure out. Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's a little bit more like I'm, I was just getting used to like the almost kind of like the glidiness. You know how like when you're playing an old school Mario game, like when you're running, you jump, land, and it like slightly glides a little bit yes, after you land. It yeah, does the that. Physics, and yeah. it's not bad. I'm just like getting used to that, and it's. I think it was more of um. Like, I just don't know if I have the time or I want to spend the time right now if I have the capacity to, like, it c- partly could be because of a new job um, where I'm like, I can't, I don't want to be thinking about systems this deeply, like, and in, mm, in, in mm, instant mm. mechanic feedback. So, like, I'm sure I'll come back to this once I'm, like, settled in a little bit more and, like, not as crazy at home. Um, yeah. And maybe it'll feel differently. But that's partly part of the thing. I think I enjoyed... I don't have a problem with the mission structure. I think what what's happening in my brain is like, it's done. It's done. Like, I'm done after 10 minutes, and I'm done after 10 minutes. So it's like that like hard stop almost every time is like pulling me out of it a little bit. Uh, and again, I think it's mostly like a psychological place of where I am brain power wise, um, which is like, let me just, let's just, let's just flow. Let's just flow. It, it feels a little less flowy. Um, not a bad thing. Uh, just kind of where I'm at now, that's really why I haven't really gotten back into it. But overall, like, all the praise and everything that I've seen, read about it, like, your takes and everything, is like, yeah, there's nothing that I disagree with hard or anything like that. It just isn't scratching a particular itch for me right now. Yeah, I think it, like, uh, I feel like this will be a game that just, like, steadily has people, dis- like, not yeah. discovering it because everybody knows about it, I feel like, at this point, because from software, but I think it'll be a grower type of game. Like, I bet the holiday season people will start getting into it again because it feels for whatever reason like a winter game there's a lot of ice but um but yeah no armor core six i'm having a great time i also think there's like a whole other way to read armored core and what that means and like the masculinity on display i think it can go as deep as there's you want it to uh, there's some yeah there's some interesting uh commentary that they like even in my first, like those first, like first chapter, because I got through most of that first chapter already. Um, it's like, oh, there's like some interesting, you know, interesting things you can pull from here, but without like going like overtly deep and like hitting you over the head with like this is the message we're trying to send. It's just, we're like, here's how it is, and you're seeing like other characters react mm-hmm. and speak and stuff. So that that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's a Older good one. Skate. It's a good one. It I is. do recommend. I do recommend. All, all I strong, all, I strong, I, strong recommend. I strong recommend. Um, Boulder's Gate Three, Danny. <sighs> Diablo, who is more like what I would say. <laughs> the, very different games, but um, yeah. Uh, Diablo, not 4 for the casual. Is oh, for not for the casual. You're right. Well, no. and also the player base because I looked at the numbers. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, oh well, no, I'm not even like yeah. The numbers aren't even going to be close. Uh, Baldur's Gate Three is a game. That has been out on PC for roughly a month. Uh, it just just released on the PlayStation Five. I think today technically um, was the official launch date. I didn't realize that I did like a pre-order thing, and then I just had weekend access. So I was like, "Oh, okay." Pat was like, "What are you What are you talking about? Like, I have a buddy that's like waiting to play," and I'm like, "No, I've played. I'm talking to you about this mission." Uh, so that's what it was. Uh, high has been getting insanely high praise. Um, it is probably the one 
might have overtaken Tears of the Kingdom for uh, favorite for game of the year. Staggering reviews. Insane Staggering. reviews. Um, everything that I've read about it and like looked at it, I was like, this feels like it's going to hit. I have played, uh, and we talked about this briefly uh, a couple episodes back, I have played like uh, Divinity Original Sin and um, both of them, and there's the other one that, I've, that I'm forgetting about right now, uh, Pillars of Eternity. Very similar structure with like point and click turn-based combat, but also very dialogue and story rich and world rich. Um, I'm 10 hours in, 10, 12 hours into this bad boy, and it is living up to every bit of the hype so far. It is incredible how much your experience differs, just like even in that beginning section. I thought like, oh, we're all going through like the similar progression and that, and I was telling Pat like, oh, what did you do with this, this, and this? Like, And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the, the the first like little grove that you run into is like, I don't know. I don't think me. I went there. I was like, yeah. what? What? That's just like kind of how I f- like it felt natural going in that way. But it's just because it's your own experience. You can, depending on your choices in the game, and I've already seen it once. Uh, main char- characters that are on the goddamn uh, t- uh, cover screen, the title screen can mm-hmm. die and then they're just gone and the story completely pivots based on the things that you do it is so deep in that aspect and i'm just like a few hours in i'm like oh my god this is already the greatest intro to an rpg that i've ever experienced um the voice acting is like really cool the way that they implemented the turn-based combat system doesn't f- it, it's very much turn-based, but it doesn't feel like you're waiting on stuff. It feels like you're just posi- like you make a move, they make a move, you make a move, and you're setting up like your different things. The way that your party system is like structured very much impacts how you're playing the game, um, which I love. I love when the game when a game says like, "No, you're a specialist in this thing, and here's how it impacts and helps everyone else." So just do that, and that's gonna like enrich the the experience as a whole it feels like i'm playing a because it is it feels like i'm playing like a dungeons and dragons uh <laughs> session but in video game format and it's awesome it's great um i i think especially if you're if you're a fan of like fantasy anything i think fantasy book readers of that that genre would absolutely love this game like you were talking about fantasy the other day over the weekend mm-hmm. and i was like you need to play this game. You need to play I know, this game. I know. I know. I need, I, I'm going to for sure. It's just, I want to get through Armored Core first. That's but, totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I think that, yeah, it's such a, it is crazy to see. It's just the fact that it's lived up to the hype is of crazy. Release is really crazy because we have Tears of the Kingdom and like they're, you know, Nintendo's always very like, uh, light on what they'll give you for a banner, one of their banner franchises. Right. And like, you know, with Boulder's Gate, it's like PC got it a month earlier or whatever. Like, uh, it, it's been an early access, for, early like access for like three, three years. years. It's been an early access for a while. And it has yeah. changed quite a bit. Right, right. And you would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but then like to have something come out and like everyone is like, yeah, it's exactly what we wanted it to be and it's living up to it. It feels like kind of like how, uh, Barbie, like when Bar- Barbie oh, yeah. was building that huge hype train the last like couple months before it releases, then it comes out and everybody's like, you know what? That's it. it I had such a good time. 
Yeah. You know, that's like what everybody is saying. It's like, it's nice when things that are hyped deserve it, A, and then actually live up to it. It's just so rare that we get that with like anything at this point. And it's, and it's also like, it holds up to scrutiny. So like you add the additional layer of like, you know what, is this just a good time? Like as good of a time as people tell you? Yes. Answer. And then, like, okay, let's actually break this shit down. If we want to, like, really break, get into, like, some nitty-gritty of, like, mechanics, then we're not going to do that here because I'm too early in the game and you haven't played it yet. Right. Um, but at least in my initial impressions, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's holding up to that scrutiny. It's holding up to, it can hold up to scrutiny. Um, story-wise, I think it's very rich. Um, the way that they're, like, rolling out, because uh, they're, they're, like, at level 7, 10, and then, like, 14 or something, they, like, expand the, the depth of, like, your character progression and, like, how you're expanding your abilities and stuff, like, subclasses and, and all of that. But, like, you mm-hmm. have to pick a path. Um, what path did you pick also? I, I Who went, are you? What are you? I went, okay, so I am a dro, which is, like... I know, evil, dark elf. Dark elf. From Menzo Baranzan. Perfect. The Thank Underdark. You. See, I love that. Uh, uh, what how ha- are you? What house do you know? I don't. Do know. they do houses? They didn't do houses in this one yet. But there are like other uh, halflings, and there's like an insignia, and like your character is like, oh, because I'm from the Under, I identified the logo mm-hmm. or whatever, which was like additional dialogue that you wouldn't get with other characters. Um, so you're a dro. I'm a dro. dro. What's your Who's a fighter? Because I feel like I've gone very magic heavy user in like a lot of games lately. You like magic stuff, so that's why I went like, you know what? This this time I just want to like bonk stuff. I just want to like hit you with the stick really hard. I mean, drows are considered some of the best warriors in the Freon realms. Perfect. So oftentimes, Amazing. it's because of their mixture of uh, dexterity and stamina. Question: As someone who doesn't play Dungeons and Dragons nor this game, but you're a drow, so I need to ask: Yeah, do you have your uh, orb of do you are you able to cast a orb of darkness? Not yet, but that is a thing. That, that is a do. thing. Yes, <sighs> that's just so cool. Because you're also blind in the orb of darkness. That's why it's so cool. It's, so when drows use it, it's not I can see and you can't see. It's hey, let's see what let's see what happens when the lights are <laughs> off, baby. I love it. It's great. Like they they added all that depth. It's 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 really cool. Um, drow fighter, uh, subclass like. And it might be Drow. It might be Drow. Don't get on us. I, no, they say Drow in the game. They say Drow okay, they in do, the game. Because some of the uh, audiobooks I've listened to, they'll say Drow, and I'm always like, what? They say they say Drow in the game. So uh, Larian Studio says it's Drow, not Drow. Uh, yeah. You know, based on the characters. Uh, it's very cool. It's very cool. It's you, you barely, you can barely even feel that it's a turn-based combat game. That's like, as I've watched some more just like some gameplay of it, seeing seeing people kind of continue to push stuff out about it. Like I do it does seem like there's a really good flow of combat. It's um t- tactical, a little it's obviously slower pace than like straight up an action game, but like it's a little bit more tactical without being bogged down by like a bunch of different menus. I will say on play on uh, on controller, um the a bit like the, they do like wheels like you do r1 and then like you select your abilities like in, in uh, okay, wheels. That, that's always not it, it's never <sighs> as good as you want it to be it, I, I there's really no other way to do it on a controller though is the problem because on the mouse and keyboard like i know how, how i would do it because i've played other games like that before um where it's like this is probably as good as it can get on a controller which i understand why but that's that would be like my one mechanical like gripe right now is is that is there an option 
for PS5 to plug in a mouse keyboard? There is actually, yes. I haven't done it yet, but I probably nice. will do that. You know, good call. Thank you. Good call. I, yeah. It's it's often I feel like it's in a lot of things you can do that, but I never think to for some reason, even though like this would be a perfect game to do that. Yeah. It's just like mouse and keyboard on the couch doesn't really make that much sense. Except when this I have true. it on my desk, then at that point, like, screw it, just plug it in. Mm. That makes the most sense. Um shoot, what was I about to say about it mechanically? Um, oh, like just like little things where um, you can like jump over stuff to like sneak around people and like the the way that they handle like AI with like vision paths and stuff is very intuitive. Uh, I think I re- like recently I was like, I can't get through this area. There's like I, there's a lever. I can see the damn lever where I can like pull it to open the door on the other side. So I just like repositioned it and then I just threw like a random knife that I had in my inventory at the lever and that worked it opened the damn gate this i mean that's i think that is the cool thing. as hell it was cool that as is, hell like it's kind of on the tears of the kingdom yeah yeah track of things where it's like uh the the some of the people that go super in-depth into things that i like to to read or watch content on they've talked about how the world is there and your choices are your choices and that encounter can go any way you can make the game do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the, there is no right way. There's just the way you did. I think that's, that's such a cool, whenever you get that, Oh, what if I tried (gasps) moment? Yeah. Those are the best. That's like one of the best things gaming can give you. Like, and it's like the gaming equivalent of like musical frisson, you know, yes, like that little tingle in your brain. And it's it's feels very like rewarding. Like you're not getting punished for like, well, you choose the bad path, so like these other things are gonna cause like there are consequences to your actions, but like the world reacts to it in a very natural way, which is insanely impressive. Um, I'm going very strong, like I'm just an asshole and I'm just gonna kill everybody that I can. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's unfortunately fun. that is that is a stereotype of the drill is <laughs> is that part um which what it's it's why dritz stewarden is so interesting and char laxel uh you know i just <laughs> and i i it's so hard to say every name it's every uh the alien space racism is the funniest thing in this game because there are every literally every race is like super racist and prejudiced against each other it is yeah oh Hilarious. yeah oh it is and it is crazy just, it's like oh you're a dwarf well fuck you yeah. dro i will kill you on site and then everyone's like yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's every except for the halflings everybody's like there's a tiny the halflings seem pretty like chill they're like the halfling i ran into a halfling they're like i'm just trying to make money man so what whatever yeah. the money is I, I go and everybody's like you know what respect for that one Hey, shouts out to Regis. <laughs> it's so good. I highly recommend. Um, again, still very early in the gameplay. I I can see why this is this is probably going to take over for my uh leading game of n- leading game of the year personally, and also like my choice for like what will win game of the year. That's nuts to think. Because I love like, Tears what? of I actually loved Tears of the Kingdom. What a f- what a year! What a year, like, man! Like we are eating, dude. It's truly and like there's still a couple left. And you know what? We didn't even. We're not even on our docket today. No, we're not even we're not talking even about Sea of Stars. 
Oh my god, have you, did you download the reviews that? Reviews are insane. Did you download uh, that? No, I haven't yet. No, oh man. No. Okay, so but I watched. I watched like the whole documentary someone released about it. It was like I was like, man, these people are just doing it. It's that's so cool. They're not taking on outside money. They're like literally just like no, no, no. We just want to. This is our goal. Our goal is to make old looking shit play and feel like how we thought they were. It's it's like truly the a really cool love letter to like old school RPGs like that than that style. Yeah. Um, so that one definitely plays more like classic uh, be, uh, that turn based aspect. But I I downloaded that too. One of the few day one access games that like PlayStation Plus gives you, uh, which by the way they're, they're increasing those prices, so make sure to upgrade that, uh, renew that subscription. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might be too late by the time the episode publishes. It's too late. Um, sorry, but anyways, like yeah, there's you have like so many games on the indie fronts, on like the double A fronts. Obviously, on the triple A front, we've had we have a few bangers. We're gonna talk about Starfield here in a second, uh, and then you still have like. Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man 2 and uh what else is coming out later this year? Uh, uh Mortal Kombat uh, yep, yep, 1. Yep. God, there's so many yeah. games this year. Yeah. This and, might and, and actually we're missing like 3 to 4. We're, think, we're missing like, quite a few that I'm not remembering. I think we're I think we're on pace for this to be like up there for some of the best years in gaming ever. I I think so. I think it's definitely like at least in the last 10, I'd probably put it in the top 3. Yeah, what else was good? Uh, 2016 was good. 2016 was good. Uh, 2013. 2013 was good. That's probably the other two that I, like pop out. Maybe 2018 was decent. 2019. 2019. 2019? 2019. Right 2018 before, was yeah, a little yeah. slow. Yeah. Um, Man. Oh, no, wait. Was 2018 God of War and Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. Okay, so there's a few of them, but... They tend to be top heavy, not not as not quite as deep as like this year has been. This is a deep year, yeah. At least on and the middle like, front. Yeah, on like the triple A front, things are crazy this year. On the like double A front, I mean, like, where would you put? You just can't Alders? keep up. Yeah, it's like, and some of them, I'm like, wait, Armored Core Six, it's triple A because it's from Soft, but it doesn't feel like it's a triple a in the sense of it's it's, deli- not, it's delivered like a double a yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah so yeah Where, but, whereas right, so like yeah anyway sorry the, <laughs> one of the triplest of a's maybe uh, the most hyped game of the year i think maybe the most hyped game of the year maybe one of the most expensive games i think ever yes um a game in development for 10 years um this game has been developed as long as there's been re-releases of skyrim yep you know what i mean yep. that's a, that's and that's a long time because there's been many releases of skyrim there's been whole offshoot of the studio making their own games that are in the style that have come out in this journey yes starfield yes it's uh 10 years of development a culmination of 25 years because todd howard has been wanting to make this game since he basically took over at bethesda um Starfield has out early access, early review. All the reviews are out. Strong reviews, like honestly, strong, strong reviews. reviews. Um, on the Bethesda front, let's start with the positives because there's some stuff that I think they did surprise me on on the review fronts. Um, their least buggy launch on PC, and just the least buggy launch in since oblivion maybe and like not and even oblivion was like really buggy at launch um 
Hey, which hey, yeah. good kudos, especially coming off of uh, goddamn what was it, uh, Redfall. Expect oh. like my trust in them was pretty low. I had to say, yeah. um, so I, I mean, was it, coming in kind of skeptical. I'm glad that they did that one final couple months delay, yes, kind of at the last moment because it seemed like it helped for sure. This is a much better game. Strong reviews there, so good for good on them there. Um, it's a Bethesda game. Like I think if P, if you are familiar with Bethesda games, I personally really enjoy Bethesda games. For the most part, I didn't like seventy six. Didn't play like I played it like when it's like once it came on like PlayStation Plus a couple years later. Um, but I like I enjoyed Fallout Four. Uh, it wasn't at people's favorite Fallout, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Skyrim to this day, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, probably at least a thousand hours into, into Skyrim over the last mm. 12 years or so. Um, I play that. I start up a new load once a year and saw some new mods or whatever and go for it. Um, so these game, like if it's for me going into this one, I never really bought that much into the hype. Um, but to me, it was like, if, if you're giving me Skyrim in space, basically, if you're giving me like a Skyrim fallout blend, but in space, yeah. Like I'm already sold. Um, I don't need it to be anything more than that. If it is, all cherries on top. Um, lots of planets, lots of exploration. Seems like a pretty deep like uh, faction system. Lots of planets to explore. Good side quests and uh, actually uh, sounds like maybe one of the best main quests ever that they've ever released uh, under one of their f- franchise titles. Um, and it's their first like brand new IP in like twenty years or something like that. Yeah, uh, Starfield. Like I, I, I still want. I want to play it because I do want to just experience it, see see what it's like. But I think like all of the positives of the game are so tilted towards this is. Bethesda doing a lot of what they do at the best they've done it. Yep. Right. And I think like that is something that got lost in the hype train, at least for like, I yes. think that no, was I like agree. I, I, the I undersold part. And I think that's like for someone who can take or leave most Bethesda games, like I've played a lot of them, but I've never gotten that hooked on them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I played Morrowind back in the day. I played Oblivion at a friend's house and that was like one of the coolest gaming experiences ever because he it was just us in a dungeon showing the realistic physics oh, that the yeah, 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 could yeah. do Back at then. that time uh-huh. where like we would just like hit a skull that's hanging <laughs> on a chain and we would just be like, that's the coolest thing ever, yep, right? Yep. And in my head, it looks better than Starfield does look now. Right. Which it probably didn't, but that's like the way I think <laughs> about it, right? Uh, but I, if you're like, if you're not that, if you're not someone who like is all in on the Bethesda formula, yep. I think that's where the hype of this game starts to break down my excitement of it. Now that more people are talking past the hype and like talking more about their experiences, the, the like, cracks start showing the a little curve more. of the, the curve of the review. Right. Because, you know, like especially big hyped games for all big hyped, anything has this like review curve of like everyone kind of settles into the same kind of format of what they're going to talk about and how they're going to talk about it. And like every review I've watched on YouTube, like starts out just being like incredible, 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 all this stuff. All yes. This stuff. Yes. And then it's like, and then 
it's actually the game actually isn't good all the way in a lot of ways <laughs> and like some and a lot of it seems directly related to the things that they were praising right right and it does seem like a bit of a game of conundrums in the sense of like you'll have a review that's super positive it's like the exploration amazing and then like the back half of the review when they're talking about improvement they're like the one thing though about the exploration is um there isn't any because you're in a completely <laughs> fake area that has a boundary that's yeah. a small little tiny yeah. map that there's nothing to do there's nothing to look at and you have to walk everywhere so it's like it feels like a game of like it just like we were saying about Armor Core Six, it's like a does does the loop it scratch the itch or does the loop not scratch the itch for you? Um, I think is where it's going to come down for for me. Like just the core loop of the gameplay seems to be very core Bethesda. Yes, straight on yes. dialogue conversation. Yes, not dynamic or cinematic. Like a lot of you know, I'm assuming inventory problems. <laughs> uh, encumbrance encumbrance you i know, don't and, i don't love it still i still yeah, don't like so, it a lot of games refuse to not adopt it, it i don't understand whatever yeah yeah, yeah. but it, the, the, you know and then like uh the thing that really bums me out is like it seems when you're talking about load times with our armored core six i'm like from what it sounds like it sounds like you're loading every single moment you do stuff <laughs> yeah. like you're loading yeah. in and that's just for me, for an exploration game, because I played Outer Worlds, which oh, like, yeah. I read some comments uh, about how Bethesda should have just done 10 Skyrim planets that all were as big as the Skyrim map, as opposed to a thousand planets that are mostly empty, right? Like, because yeah. it's like it's quality versus quantity, but Outer Worlds does the latter, where there's like five or six planets, you're in really one solar system um uh, around a single star and then you go to a planet there's a couple places you can go to and you can actually get from one place to the other naturally but there is blocks like you can't it's not completely open space it's like a semi-open world yeah yeah um but then the thing that hit me was you know the combat was classic bethesda feeling floatiness with their gunplay um yeah if you don't love eventually that, that's hard to get over yeah eventually you just wanted people to stop telling you stuff and because you just also classic bethesda also you know? very classic uh, bethesda another settlement needs our help exactly like and and like and then it's just like oh this doesn't feel like i'm in space ever like because i'm never actually in space i think that's fair i think i think a lot of the um the flaws of this game are exasperated by the hype that Bethesda and Microsoft placed upon itself. So I think once you do that, you have to hold it to that standard. And yep. and this is almost the opposite of Baldur's Gate um, in the sense of does it hold up to scrutiny? And I don't think so far the impressions that I'm getting from reviews is it's not holding up to that scrut to that level of scrutiny, especially especially not to the expectations that they themselves set. This isn't not even just a lot of gamers hyped it up in different ways and were ex set expectations yeah. on themselves, which is not Bethesda's fault or not a lot of games' fault. Um, 
But in this case, some things, as far as like the language that they used around like this is an ex space exploration RPG like you've never seen before. This is a culmination of 25 years of work. This is 10 years in development. They're, like the marketing campaign saying, around this, yeah. they are saying these words. I'm not making this up. Go look at any marketing uh, material and the way that they've talked about this game and the gameplay showcases and all of that. At that point, I you have to review it to that level of scrutiny. And it's, this isn't about, like, are you enjoying the game or not? Uh, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to enjoy it regardless. People that are playing it early are. But when we're talking about, like, this is the game that's going to change RPGs and space games and all of this, and it just did not. It, so far, it's not doing that. I mean, that's. I think that's the thing. Like, if you're telling me this is... Uh, an experience that you've never had before. And then for all intents and purposes, every review, positive, negative, or otherwise, says this is a standard Bethesda R RPG. Like in the sense of the core gameplay, the way that it's set up, the way that they gate different systems. And, you know, it's basically like that they didn't do nothing with their formula in regards to the RPG element of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but they really were saying or insinuating that that was going to be a main difference that you were going to feel, but that feels like the, the biggest similarity. And I also think it's like, for someone who got super hyped back in the day for No Man's Sky and remembering all the things that yeah. Hello Games was saying, yeah, and then living through this hype train, and then they're saying like almost verbatim the exact shit as no man's sky was starting to get hyped up of like this is like it 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 hits so close to some of those that's like fair talks i think yeah that i was it was really hard for me to not not think are is this on purpose is your because because no man's sky is stuck around for so long are you trying to insinuate that like our goal is for you to feel like you're getting No Man's Sky the way that you thought you were going to get it at all at once, as opposed to because people stick around to No Man's Sky. So yeah. they're like, if we just do something kind of good that is No Man's Sky like in the sense of talking about how big it is, the exploration procedure you generated, blah, 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 go into space and battle pirates, like that is why I got so, I get. So I just keep getting so confused when I hear how the game actually plays. It yeah, is. Yeah. And, I, and not to say that because we haven't played it. I don't know. I might love it, but it just feels odd that they pushed such a specific narrative about what we were going to get, what you were going to get, how it was going to change the world. And I would say like, like Boulder's Gate 3 is going to change video game design more than Starfield is. Oh, 100%. I don't think that's you know? even a, like, it's not even close. Um, and that's, again, not a knock on Starfield. It's just like, like if, if we're comparing like game of the year candidates, like actual game of the year candidates, not what your favorite game is, and you put up, it doesn't even hold up to Tears of the Kingdom. Which in itself is a victim of its own hype. Sure. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of like, course. Like, but it's it's they did it to regards, themselves. In like, some regards. Uh, Spider-Man 2, I'll use as an example, because I think a lot of this is also um, the, the way the public perception has shifted and like how Microsoft now is like the good guy in gaming and they're being defended by like 
the online masses in general. Like, I think that's also shaping a lot of this conversation in the tone of like reviewers because underdog status. Yeah. yeah. Which is, we're talking about a trillion dollar, three trillion dollar mega corporation that is literally like 20 times the size of like Nintendo and Sony combined. Like, they're not an underdog. Everyone calm down. Uh, but, but that's shaping the narrative and that's shaping the tone and then how this game is being perceived. But if we're like, Again, does it hold up to scrutiny? If we're going toe-to-toe with, like, a Tears of the Kingdom, a Baldur's Gate 3, it's not there. It's on, like, a Final Fantasy 16 status, where yep. this, this is, I think it's the, it's ex- almost identical in the, ter- in the sense that, like, how fans of the game are talking about it versus the reality of, like, how does this actually stack up to the field, and how's, how does this stack up as far as, like, what it's going to do for gaming? Yep. And it's and- really not doing all that much. And Which is okay. Crazy. It's okay. But like, again, you set that expectation on yourself. Yeah. And I think the, the crazy thing about Starfield is how weirdly crowded the space, space exploration market is. It's kind of weird, right? Cause like you because have, yeah. It, it's not that there's a shitload of them and it's like a quantity game, but like there's 10 to 15 like kind of space different types of space titles, space exploration, shipbuilding, like yeah, yeah. um exploration, discovery, all those types of games. And those games, like I was looking at numbers of uh, player counts for Baldur's Gate, Diablo, um and like Starfield obviously too new, it's not tracking yet, but it is crazy how like in the top 40, there's like five space games that have like hundreds of thousands of players and some of those games are 15 years old yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's you know it's like i wonder how long a lifespan starfield can be and then the other thing that i'm actually really interested in uh is what could starfield look like in three years of updates from a development team if they took the same track as like a, a no man's sky or a star citizen um or deep deep rock galactic where like they just keep giving you more over time. So this game that feels right now, maybe it's the exploration's restrictive a little bit. Well, who's not who's to say like they can't figure out how to do that differently in a year? Yeah, and have it be like retroactively looked at with yeah. the hype. Yeah. Yeah. Could they transfer this into cause they were saying like they were running up against their own engine as part of this? Like, I bet you they're working on an Unreal Five, like version of this game what does that unlock you know if they ever go that route of like changing the engine i mean freaking uh what what's uh the 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 shooty game that children play uh fortnite fortnite did it they figured it out yeah it's uh it's gonna be interesting because this is a little bit different because this isn't this game isn't positioned as a live service game so if they do that, like, what's the risk of them doing that? Pissing off a bunch of players that, like... Elder Scrolls Online is my answer to that question. Yeah, but, like, that's, a, that's, that's like a, you, you're buying into a live service game from the beginning, not retroactively. But what if two years from now this just becomes Starfield Online, free to play? Now I'm monetizing it forever. I mean... That's what I, that's what I would do if look, I'm Bethesda. Look, I'm not <laughs> saying that that's a bad idea. I'm just saying, like... That's there's you have to like consider the trade offs there. That's an interesting take. 
that's an interesting one. I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that yet. Like I I have to simmer on that one for a bit. Um they could take that route. I don't think I the thing is I don't think it's it's uh it's not like this is this isn't like a, a uh Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven situation where like the oh, launch no. is that bad, where they have to go back to the drawing board and like read like we're sorry, here's like this old revamp roadmap over the next six months. Like they are not at that le- this level. So by all intents and purposes, this is a massive success for, mm-hmm. for Bethesda oh, yeah. and Microsoft. Um, they could do that, I guess. But then it's like, uh, we're getting into a little bit of like the, uh, how I felt about Breath of the Wild versus the field and then Tears of the Kingdom coming out where it's like, okay, if you accept that there are like a bunch of improvements that you can make, then like, what does that say for the state of the base game? And like, how are we actually evaluating it for what it is? Yeah, uh, you know, fairly. Yep, yep. And I think that is. I think it's going to take a while for that to shake out on what side of the fence this game falls on. Because I do, yeah, like you know, it's it's tough to find nuance on any social media platform around a big release like this. But there was a couple like more thoughtful. Hey, here's why I think this game isn't as good as I thought it was or we thought it was going to be and not not that it's bad but again the know, expectations like I I, yeah. I feel like I'm like a broken record saying that over and over yeah. again but like that's the lens that we're talking about like all these critiques on folks uh, I'm just yeah, so yeah cuz also we haven't played it so like yeah we're like just talking we, about the talking about it yeah yeah and <laughs> I mean, there are games that, but there are games that I love. There are games that I absolutely adore. And if if I were to like put on my DMGT reviewer hat on, I'd be like, it's not going to hold up quite as well. It's us. It's very mid. There are mid games that I just love, mm-hmm. and that's like I also think that there needs to be a distinction between how uh, gamers view like in, in the enjoyment of something versus like the review of something and like yeah. the actual substance behind it. If if that yeah. exists, I mean my my go-to example of this always is days gone. I fucking love days gone. <laughs> I fucking love that yep, game. Yep, so you do love so that game much. I, I think I, about I, it a lot. I've hundred percented it. I've, I've tried it. it. I'm like, like, I can't, why do you like this? Spencer? And I Every get time. it that I get it, you know, like, and that, <laughs> you know, that's the fun part of video games is like, everyone gets to have. Yeah. The ones that it's like, Hey, I don't know why, but this is right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking of expectations, uh, what you shouldn't be expecting is any type of new content over the next like 18 months. We're screwed because these strikes are not stopping with SAG-AFTRA, Writers Guild. And now, some in the last week or two while we were out, starting to look like the gaming industry maybe figuring out how to get their ducks in a row. This one is potentially going to hurt. Um... So on September 1st, SAG-AFTRA, this is the uh, Actors Guild, uh, voted unanimously to send interactive media or video game strike authorization vote to members. So this is just authorization to vote, to send it to all union members to vote if they want to strike or not. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they will strike, um, even even if they vote. The union votes like yes, we are authorized. We can strike, and we're good to go. Whenever they say that doesn't necessarily mean that a strike will happen, but right. it's basically another um, lever that the the actors guilds can use to say in their negotiations with video game makers to say, hey, we're ready to strike. So like, let's get this deal hammered out. Uh, 
specifically uh, and include. So this isn't all inclusive, but the names, the the studios that they specifically called out: Activision, Blind Blind Light LLC, Disney Character Voices, EA, Epic Games, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take Two, VoiceWorks Productions, the Warner Brothers Games. The three That's... the three major ones here, because this is actually like a lot. Epic Games, it's Fortnite. Uh, Activision uh, Productions, this is Call of, Call of Duties. Um, EA is, that's a massive one because you're talking about like a lot of sports games under EA. They uh, publish like Star Wars games. They don't have the oh, exclusive yeah. rights for it anymore, but um, they publish a lot of Star Wars games. Insomniac has Spider-Man 2 coming out soon. Take-Two is the uh, parent company for uh, like GTA 6. If a strike were to come down, do not expect GTA 6 out um, ne- next year or whenever they're saying. WB yeah. Games just did uh, Hogwarts Legacy. So these are some relatively big publishers. Um, this one particularly will hurt quite a bit for us. I mean, th- not to make it selfish about us, but like, you know, content creators uh, it counted as scabbing. It currently counts as scabbing if you're like promoting new work um, for strike companies um, in, in the movie and TV space. So if this goes through, I can't make any Spider-Man 2 content. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean... Um, I think it's also something that like with, you know, the strike here, um, with the continuing strikes or positionings for unionization across all sorts of different industries, like at least, I don't know if it's the coverage of it because coverage is more and more every year of everything. Yeah. Or is it because people are really realizing the way that people are being compensated, especially in creative endeavors um, and other endeavors of just, I am the work that makes the money, mm-hmm, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is most of them. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Is it, I, it, it feels like, it feels like, a, it feels like the ladder more. It feels like it's the ladder a little bit more, which is like, you know, like encouraging. I'm all for the people doing the work, getting their bags. Yes. Every time, 100%. all the time. Yes. And, you know, and then my hope is I also get the bag too. Like, uh, yes. you know, because yes. like, that's the thing. Like, I'm so excited that it's happening. It's really tough out there. Like, again, like uh, writers that are striking are in their third month, I think. Uh, no, third no, or fourth month. They're entering like their fifth month. The actors month? are like in the third month. The actors are, yeah. And it's like, imagine just not having any money, like for that, for a writer who like most writers that we're talking about are making already aren't making sixty grand money, a year from yeah. writing, maybe, and really are just they don't really care about the money. They're just trying to get enough points to get their card for the year, so they yeah. don't have to do. $900 Cobra or whatever. Like, uh, so, you know, it's like the, the writer, I mean, at this point, if, if the writers are still going, they ain't going to stop until it's, it's done. And I think that's fucking awesome. And I think it's just yeah. terrible that, uh, the corporations that have routinely all made record profits in the last, since the last strike 
uh, will continue to just come back with insane counter offers. <laughs> it's crazy because like they some numbers just came out where it's like, uh, uh, and then I know this is more on the movie production side, but the studios like the numbers just came out with like three hundred to five hundred mil they're losing so far with with the delays and and the strikes. Whereas the uh, the contracts that they wanted forty six mil would have covered everything, yep. all the demands, ideal, yep. perfect. Insane. Yeah. So the, the the interesting thing about this one is that the uh, this is more more talking about like the voice actors and motion caption actors for games. So like especially like you you think about like big production games like uh, like a Red Dead or um, like Last of Us Two had some really like really high production value on on the actor side. Um, Ghost of Tsushima as well. Any big, big, any title big, big is title with like a yeah. movie production yeah. on top of a game production. So that's just on that front. Um, the unfortunate part is that this isn't really right now. This isn't. It's a little bit different in the gaming because a lot more. And this isn't to diminish voice actors' work or anything like that. But like, um, a lot of work has also gone into like script writing and the story writing. Like someone has to write all the item descriptions on the shit that you pick up in a video mm-hmm. game. Like think about how many items exist in Starfield and how many inventory like uh like journal entries exist for those items. Someone has to write those out. Yeah. That's crazy. a writer. So it's crazy to think. Like it's this isn't just like dialogue and, and, and things like that. And and stories. Uh but all of them not I think there's like I'm sure some of them are in like the WGA um that that also work in video gaming and like there's some crossover here and there mm-hmm. but like this isn't really like the writers or like the actual developers that are like coding well, the video games and stuff the thing the thing I think about that is you know when you're in a union which they know, all should be union which they all should be but like let's say actors get into the union well what do people in unions like to do? They like to find more comrades. They do. And help them through it. You know what I mean? Like That's that's a good point. Yes, that's like a good point. I think it's it's always more unionization is always going to be better for the people that are producing the labor to produce the profit. Like and so the more unions the better. And like sometimes it does have to start somewhere, right? And yeah, if it's yeah. the actors get in on it, well, then maybe it goes into like the design side or like right, right. and then eventually i mean it will come i think it yeah. will come video like gaming just, is is severely too, overdue for their reckoning yeah. on the labor yeah, side like it's been bubbling for so long for decades literally yeah, decades like it i think it will pop within the next like 10 years yeah yeah and i think that's even the craziest thing is then it won't stop and that's why they really i'm assuming it's going to be a really ugly fight yeah because yeah. if it's Video game developers. Why isn't it all developers? Mm-hmm. Oh man, because <laughs> it's effectively a video game is no different. No, it's a job. Of, You're delivering software. Exactly. You're literally it, delivering software. So, like, it is. That's the slope that I think people that aren't us would be concerned about. But I do think like it may have to well fucking get there. Like because I'm all for it. Because Call of Duty, every time they release one. It makes like five bajillion dollars. It and makes then a like, stupid amount of money. Yeah. Like what 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 if what if like the people that made it also got some of that? <laughs> and guess what? You'd probably have a better product as a result of it too. 
because now you don't have all these employees like working 16 hour days. Yeah. Yeah. If I got like burnt the hell out, zero, 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 five percent of a billion dollars of profit, I would probably do a good job at whatever. Yeah, I was doing. I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm like a little less stressed out and everything. Yeah. Same thing with like your FIFA's. Again, EA. EA is the big one. EA is a yeah. massive one here because it's not FIFA anymore, but like yeah. the FIFA game equivalent. Um, Madden. Like, Madden is an EA with uh, franchise. Fortnite, like they'll throw in likeness of characters, specific versions yes, of characters. Yes. Like, you know, I'm sure they probably did some shitty thing for when um the Batman voice actor died. Kevin, Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Conroy. Conroy, yeah. Um, like, I bet you that they're going to throw him in. Um, is his estate getting it? I would doubt it. So this this is coming, I think, uh, right now, TBD on, like, what that's going to impact on, like, any releases coming up. Uh, Spider-Man, if anyone's worried about Spider-Man 2, we're a month away. Uh, Spider-Man 2 will not be impacted. Yeah, and the like, other, it's in the can. The other part of it, too, is, like, uh, even on the Hollywood and the movie side, like no one has asked for a consumer strike yet or a consumer ban on like, you know, going to see the movie. So like you'll be able to play your games and buy your games. Like no one is stopping you or telling you not to do that. All of that is fair game. Like go watch whatever movies you want to watch at the movie theaters, go watch your TV shows, all of that, because that's still technically helping with like residuals and, and like paying yeah. for some of the, these people on strike. So continue to do that. It's just, you know, for, People like Spencer and I, oh my God, we have to think about like, oh, we have to, we'll dive in harder on music and then they have their reckoning and then we'll do a tech, which yeah. mm, arguably worse. Uh, <laughs> and maybe, and maybe one day we'll just have to talk about our feelings. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's the episode for today. We got uh, the Apple event, the iPhone event, the yearly iPhone event next Tuesday. So next week we'll be heavy on that one. Uh, and then a little bit of Starfield if I get my hands on it, which I will. Game Pass, so. Nice. Bye, y'all. Bye.